Good evening, Ben. Another another week down. Yeah, big weekend, especially for you, mate. You probably can. We we'll kick off the show with you. You can fill us in on your big run. Let everyone know about your marathon. <laughs> oh yeah, um, it's a pretty long way, forty-two, and uh, <laughs> 42 <laughs> it's pretty days. hot down at the Gold Coast as well. Um, I remember mm-hmm. in my head, I thought I was running a lot faster, and a few of my mates that were watching, like uh, Ducky from Purple Rain. He was down watching and cheering me on from the sidelines. Um, he took a video of me and showed me after, and it just looks like I'm walking, basically, <laughs> when I was just... Well, at least when people say to you, like, oh, what'd you do on the weekend? You run a marathon. You're like, well... I actually oof. did. I actually have done you that. You know when you have those weekends where you go out and you do silly things, and then the next day you come to work? It's probably not a problem for you being a, a tradie, but in the hospital and stuff like that. People are like, oh, what'd you get up to? And you're like, oh, nothing. <laughs> you <know>, like, <laughs> 3 a.m., you're in a strip club or something. <laughs> I could actually say that I did something, like, wholesome. <laughs> You'd definitely be bringing that up on lunch breaks. That's something... Well, they probably knew you were training, but well done on finishing. Yeah, anyway. it was good. That's good Thanks, mate. Chatting. Um, well done. Should we actually... I mean, it sort of does relate to... Um, oh, I'll, tell, I'll tell it during the... During the Dockers segment, um, there's a fair bit happened. Oh, yeah. Fair bit happened this week, though, and well, this last seven days. So, oh, um, we've got a lot to get through, especially with the MRP. We've got a lot going on in the actual MRP <laughs> and the MRP MRPing itself. Yeah, well, we definitely uh, started something. I think um, is it Adrian Anderson, whoever the the oh no Simon Lethlane is the new Adrian Anderson was the old uh, rules guy. Um, Simon Lethlane has challenged the MRP with their ruling and they had to do a new one. So I think uh, all our letters are finally reaching, you know. Flooding yeah, through. they're all. I think Australia Post, probably the backlog, just um, backlog from last quick Christmas, probably just <laughs> loosened up and they've got a few letters in. Um, but there's a few, been a few things. So just today, um, Ty Vickery's been uh, arrested. <laughs> like, actually, not even joking. Um, and apparently uh, Jake King has as well. well. Well, the news story was that Jake King, um, sorry, a 33-year-old man was arrested outside a tattoo parlor owned by Jake King. And guess how old Jake King is? <laughs> Lucky number 33. Yeah, possibly. Um, so, Imagine if it said a small man, a small 33-year-old <laughs> a man. tattooed small man. Was doing push-ups at the time. Um, <laughs> um, apparently, uh, it was to do with something to do with extortion. Like you know, Bickery got Jake King to get some barky people to stand over some people, exchanging some money or something weird. But as um, soon as extortion came out, all the memes started flooding in. So it was like uh, Ty Bickery taken into custody for extorting Hawthorne into paying him his contract. <laughs> <laughs> for pretending for, for impersonating an AFL player and all these sort of things uh, I thought it was good. It, he's like probably the only person to ever be drafted to Hawthorne that hasn't 
Oh, that hasn't come out. Yeah. Like the Brian Lake and stuff like that. Yeah, the Gibsons. Yeah. Like, there's a long list of success. I'm really glad that Ty Vickery went there. Maybe they were challenging themselves. (laughs) We turned around some players, like, who do you reckon we should try to do? They're like, oh. It's sort of of like those old 90s movies, like She's All That, where the popular person tries (laughs) to, like, pick up the (laughs) the nerdy girl. Make her popular. So I all thought I'd been doing. <laughs> yeah, ten things I like about you. Yeah. Like oh yeah. Oh, good. Very good. Exactly the same as ten things. Oh, that was our quick little scathing media hit for everybody. If you're not up to date on on that one, so get in, get in and around victory, poor guy. Oh, it's actually a bit. Hope. There's actually something else I heard. So I actually posted this on the Purple Rain. Um, who I think Ducky's not doing. It must be Oz with. Uh, with one another guy this week, but um, um, so apparently <laughs> I heard this on the radio. I don't know, I don't know how true it is, but apparently Blakely um doesn't actually surf; he bodyboards. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, if I was him, I would not be going anywhere to bodyboard, particularly not somewhere where I'd be missing footy. So you reckon he's getting credit where credit isn't due? Yeah. He actually, he wants... He could probably charge him for defamation. Yeah. Well, the reverse of defamation. <laughs> Nothing wrong with bodyboarding, mate. <laughs> yeah, you would bodyboard. Nah, I don't bodyboard, but lie down and be counted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the esky lid, mate. All right, should we have... um Go into the Dockers game, mate, possibly. We should have a should have a look at it. It was a, it was a good game. We went down 12 goals, 8, 80 points to 12, 17, 89. So killed a... Got us at the end, and unfortunately, we lose another tight one, which was disappointing. But overall, I think there's a lot of um, there was a lot of disappointing moments, but I certainly saw a lot of positives. There. Yeah, well, it's, if you look at the score worm um, over the game, it barely, you know, I think the biggest margin was you know under ten points, and that was probably to us. Um, I think St Kilda's biggest margin probably was that final margin as well. Um, so I think 88 minutes we spent in yeah. front. So we did spend a long time, but we weren't up by much. Um, no. So we did well a lot of the game to hold the ascendancy because St Kilda were pushing at times. So it was good to see us um, not roll over and lose it because there were stages there where they were in control and, and we weren't playing our best footy. So it was good to see the boys fight on. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, well, let's start up with the cream of the cream at the top so oh yeah so sorry the boys fight big, on one big boy big particular. boy Walters um, didn't he answer back after last week you know having a really good game just missing that goal um, so 32 just touches six goals two and the two he missed I'm pretty sure were like gettable um, so he Mate, only had was... eight goals <laughs> and I've got it I tuned in for some watch AFL 360 this week because so I was like I'll watch it I'll get it I'll let Robbo, Robbo talk for half an hour and I'll just have endless stuff for MRP this week his moment his hero of the weekend was Michael sunny Walters. sunny boy wasn't yeah. it yeah so Robbo maybe maybe he's worried that we're listening watching going to send him a few more fines but he was getting around Walter saying it was best uh, individual performance of the season yeah and well, it has to be up there 30 and 6 um, 32 and 6 is pretty good he um, almost single-handedly dragged us across the line. Oh, 100%. Yeah. If if we had a one, it would have been all about him. And it still is all about him, even though we lost. So. Yeah. Um, there was some other really good ones. So, Neil had 29 and a really, really good roving goal. Um, uh, Ed Hughes had 30 touches yeah. and 14 marks. And I thought he was really good, actually, from watching him. I normally... Yeah. I've knocked him big time, but he was good. Um Big boy Darcy, who the new yep. co- the new cult hero, 
Uh, 16 touches, 33 got, hit outs, 7 tackles and a goal. Big left foot goal, got, first goal. He's got big shoes and a big sore big toe to fill. <laughs> he needs to get a big big sore toe. Well, yeah, with um, onto, onto that. So he's going to get lots of cracks, isn't he? Um, yeah, which I think is exciting. It's very disappointing for Sanderlands mm. um, as a whole, doing his other hamstring and going in for the same surgery that was on the opposite leg. Um, coming from a medical profession, Juddy, do you have any anything to add to that? Oh, yeah, there's not much you can do about it. Um, <laughs> Big Gorney just did it, so he can do it. Um, I don't know. No, he's just got to get through it. He'll be right for pre-season, which means, you know, barring any current hamstring things that he tends to have, um, yep. you know, he, will, he it won't impede him next year when he's got a contract. Some other guys I thought were good. Uh, Johnson was good, 26 touches and 9 marks. I thought yeah. Fife was better. Um, so he had 23 touches, but he started taking those marks again. He had yeah. probably two or three contested marks. Um, and how about um, big Brennan Cox? Um, 13 touches, six marks, and one goal three, which probably should have been three goals one, four goals one, yeah. considering he got run down. <laughs> yeah, that run down was disappointing. But, he, yeah, that was good to see him involved heavily. And, and he's, you've got to be in those moments to learn, unfortunately. Yeah, so. But line was all, all praise for him. Um, probably, yeah. the, probably the disappointing thing, and this rather than any one person. Um, so we conceded three goals five, which, you know, could have been a lot worse, admittedly, um, from turnovers in our defensive 50. Um, considering we lost by nine points, three goals five is pretty big, and a lot of those turnovers, I think, were just terrible. Um, yeah, you know, really like butchered the ball. Just a, a high kick to the top of the 50, and... Um, you know, Josh Bruce, I think, ran in and kicked it a few times. and yeah. We definitely seem to. It's those kicks where we just add an extra second to it, yeah. which is the problem. It might not be the option. Like, the option might be there, but the disposal seems to lack. Like, if we're going to give it an extra couple of seconds, they're going to do it. Like, we are very good at doing that, just giving it that little bit of extra hang time. Yeah, there are a couple where um, they sort of, telegraphed it and whoever was covering the first man just saw it was about to happen and just sprinted so um, you know we need to be a little bit better at disguising it I think um, I think yeah, at times we played into St Kilda because they knew it was you know they were happy for us at times it seemed to hold the ball yeah be possessive and they were just happy to wait for for a mistake yeah I, I think you're right there as well what do you think of uh, the, the Rewalt Dog Act well, that's an interesting one. I have thought about it quite a lot. By do you the think, rules, do we think you think we lock him away, or lock him up, and throw away the key? Or that's where I end up. That's where my judgment <laughs> comes. Because by the rules, he probably it's it's right. The ball shouldn't have been thrown to him. But I think for an umpire to pay that, like in that situation on a set shot, is just terrible. And for Rewalt to think that he has to do that to get his I just think the whole thing stinks, and it, I think yeah, very it stinky, really has very to stinky. has to be a reflection of what you know supporters want to see him watch, and no one wants to see him watch that. Like he should he should get a whack for that, I reckon. Yeah, look, I think um, firstly, I think it's a bad look, but secondly, the umpire was facing the guy in the mark, so his back was to Rewald, and I don't think he, the umpire in control, saw what Rewalt was doing. So all he saw was Griffin holding the ball, or Griffin Logue, sorry, holding the ball, 
and throwing it, and then he turned around and the ball's hit the deck near Rewell, and so he's gone, okay, 50. Had the umpire been aware of everything, he'd probably been like, no, you called for that, that's your fault, give the ball over. Um, oh, it's just a bad situation. He probably would have kicked it goal is. anyway. I don't think it was that big a deal, but... Um, but yeah, not it ideal. is exciting in our game how we have a lot of human error that comes into it that creates these controversies, similar to the Brent Harvey one on Pritis. It's like a fun little reel to play and things like that. And we are we don't use a lot of technology. We got the goal line stuff, so it is cool that there is human error. But I think that kind of pushing the rules and 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 tweaking them in your favour is something that is more to me. That's like a soccer related thing, which yeah. is. AFL's everything opposite of that, and that's what... So I don't mind umpires getting things wrong. That's fine, and I like that controversy and the shouting. What I don't like is players outsmarting the rules of the game because they haven't changed in, like, 50 years or whatever. Like, that, to me, should have been, like... There should be... Something can happen where someone just mics in and says, no, 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 that's not 50, like... And they just get it right. Like, that's a situation to me where it's just, like, common sense. Yeah. Look, I, I, I know where you're coming from there, and I think... Um some sort of overarching, no, that's wrong, could be something down the track. I doubt it'll come in anytime soon. Um, but I think it's it's just a bad look. So I'm hoping that, you know, players, if someone else does that, the AFL will look at it pretty quickly, um, I think. But this one was more of a young player. Like, Lions yeah. apparently come out and blasted Logue a bit, saying, mate, you, you're in the AFL now, you got to know what the rules are. You yeah, know, like you can't just throw it anywhere, have a think. You see clever players like Luke Hodge does it well. He'll grab the ball in that circumstance and ask who the free like who's free kick to is slow it down. Look at, to slow it down. Yeah. So that's what but see that yeah, see that's like, you know, that's too much of them being smart and like, you know, Hodge knows it or the player would know who it is. So exactly. I don't like seeing that too much in the game. But Logue will learn, funny incident. It's even funnier that Rewalt's his favourite player. I wonder if it still remains the same or if he's ripped those posters down. Well, I'd, I'd hope um, maybe you look over to Pav. Why would you like Rewalt when you could like Pav as a WA player? <laughs> Good do you lord. Reckon, do you reckon Logue has posters of him in playing or those all those sneaky moods? <laughs> a few of those. I reckon he's got board. that one with Zach Dawson in it. Now he's just super stoked <laughs> to be playing in the team with Zach Dawson. Probably every every locker room says she's like, oh, what was it like? Um, oh, the other thing that happened was couldn't be more classic Dockers was the free kick to Ballantyne you know after the ball had gone out by Carlisle yeah. pushing the back a scuffle a 50 metre penalty for an eye gouge and then um, Brady Gray coming in so this is a goal a, set, a certain goal and then Brady Gray comes in and knocks someone down and it's a reversal free kick could that be any more Dockers like <laughs> Oh, man, I hate, I hate, so, like, in that instant, it just drives me, like, so, he, Carlisle pushes Ballas on the ground. Mm. Now, if Ballantyne was injured, that's two weeks. Oh, yeah. I think, you, I think you'd have to sort of prove that he was injured, but anyway. If he was injured, no, because remember, Selwood, I think, I'm pretty sure injured player down, it's it's two down to one, because you can't knock it, it I, I'm almost yeah. certain that that's what just. I know where you're coming at. I, I don't think I don't think anyone would ever get done for just a push in the back like that. I think the free kick was the right the right decision. But yeah, go on. But but then the gouging. So the he got two weeks yeah. for that. 
So, uh, you think the balance of free kicks is still in our favour? Like, you know what I mean? And then, and then he just pushes someone over, and it's. I just hate that reversal. It's just like I, I really the whole melee situation that goes on in the AFL at the moment is driving me a bit crazy. There's, there's a lot of it seems to be happening of late. I don't know if it's tight oh, contest things it, like that, but it's so classic Frio to think that you know knocking someone over slightly is the remonstration that'll be the most harmful rather than kicking a goal from the goal square it's like yeah surely rubbing it in their face that you just kicked a goal because of their stupid action is much better to rub in their face than to just knock just them over wait 40 and, seconds wait oh, 30 to 40 10 seconds, seconds mate it. it's just so hot-headed and and that's the sort of thing costs you big games not necessarily this game this was a big game it was a close game but, you know, it's the sort of thing that'll cost you a final yeah. or whatever. Particularly a close so, game yeah. like that. Tumultuous game. Very um, very interesting. It was a disappointing outcome. We didn't win, but we'll move, we'll move on. And we'll Cam Mack, <laughs> old rickety cricket. It's oh, gone. yeah. I can't predict him to kick a bag this week. He's gone. Well, you could. It, it would be <laughs> as accurate as previous weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, we'll, We'll move on. We'll move into more scandal. We'll jump from scandal to scandal, and we'll go. We'll go straight into our MRP. Yeah. So this week we haven't even really, haven't even really come up with anything because it's already there. It's already out there. It's hot, too hard to make something out of. So the panel give Hooley two weeks because Malcolm Turnbull, Waylaid Ali, and some other guy. I'm pretty sure it's that guy that punched someone in Northern Football League. <laughs> that's an AFL rep came out and defended him the AFL then goes no not good enough and MRP themselves and then get the get the suspension up to four weeks so um, just an absolute weird situation isn't it they and the whole MRP I, I wish I'd written down who's on that panel I'm pretty sure Neats is on the panel it's is it Schwartz or Neats one of them and Schwartz? Hamish Mac there's Mac only three of them Hamish McIntosh from the ex, ex Ruse Ruckman um, yeah. And there was another guy on there as well. Is that a place where there should be non-AFL players? Like, because it's quite a clear-cut... They try and make it a simple system, a table system of penalties. So it's meant to be quite clear-cut. The table, like, a bit the table system's more for um, the for MRP. To understand it. But the, the actual tribunal can look at it on its merits, I think. Um, but I don't know. It's a weird one. It is well. It was weird that they did it. It's probably the right decision in the end. Looking from that and looking at the the bug one this week, and probably something that's grinded my gears. It's come up again. Is um, penalty cards in the AFL, Juddy? Yeah. Well, we spoke about this a while ago, didn't we? That um, AFL is the only grade to not have it. We had. A, I had a good chat with someone recently about it, and it was like, what they need is take it out of the umpire's hands. So um, the umpire gives the free kick, reports them, but then similar to a goal review when they just review it on the way back to the centre, you know, two or three other people review the incident, you know, for a couple of minutes and then make the yeah. call. And that way you can't get it wrong, really. They review it, they review it, they review it. There's no time limit. The game's still playing. No fans are waiting. And then they go, okay, a couple of minutes later. So say it's in the second quarter, they go, yep, okay, five-minute mark, you did this. At the 10-minute mark, yep, you're, you're out of the game. It's a red card. It doesn't matter. Like, five minutes extra won't matter because then they get the decision right. Um, it should be in their arsenal, I think. Like, uh, I don't want to see it. You, but it has to be an option. I think so. Why wait for it to happen 
and then change, you know, like why wait for the um, St Kilda Collingwood draw to then change the rules? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. get it right. Like, I, I think um, do it now. I think there'd be a way to do it without with minimising risk of getting it wrong. Like, I, I think getting it out of the umpire's hands is the best thing because then there's no pressure on them to make the call right there. They just have to report or whatever. Like, even if they see it well, the whoever looks at it on the video will be able to see it on five different angles, see yeah. what they were looking at, you know, really review it. Um, I think probably Mate, making someone on the video... Bug, anyone could have watched that bug punch and in 30 seconds, not flash that card, mate. Go out, you know that red card we gave you like two years ago you've never used before? It's time to do it. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the red, smash the emergency glass. Yeah, it would be under the glass, wouldn't it? We had, um, playing for Uni Footy Club in Perth, we had a, a grand final against TAs in 2012 and... In the second quarter, one of the uni players got taken out right near the bench um, and, you know, came off with a blood nose or broken nose, something like that. And um, at half-time, the, like, the umpire's boss was sitting on the bench with the emergency umpire, basically. So it was right in front of him. And the umpire's boss said, no, that's a reportable offence, gave him a red card. So at half-time, the player was removed from the game, even though it wasn't, didn't happen at the time. I thought that's the same system, basically. It's just the guy seeing it live. It was more of a luck thing. Yeah. But the AFL could have something like that. Surely. Well, I've got my man... I did cop someone this week. I did get him on report. I've got Mark Duffield, who brought out an article saying that there's no place for the card system in the AFL because of the media scrutiny and the amount of um, camera angles and stuff that players have these days. So you don't need a card system because they're penalised by the newspapers, the websites and the camera angles and the vision. So that's that's equivalent enough penalty. Uh, that's a good MRP right there. Um, what a spud, basically. I think people So the score in the game doesn't weird. matter? So yeah. Doesn't, so don't let him play it? What if it's in a articles. final? Look, they talk about the grand final, how they double the, the match, the suspensions. What if it's in a prelim and you punch, you know, Joel Sell and he's out for the game? Well, it doesn't matter how suspended you are, you're out. You know, oh, it's mm. just, there's, there's a lot of things where it's like, you know, no, you need to punish that team now. You need to punish the team now, not the player. Yeah. Um, because, you know, on that day, the next week, Melbourne aren't going to miss Tom Bug that much. Whereas if they were a rotation down, you know, it would have been even worse for them. Oh, yeah. As, as Sydney were. Luckily, Sydney were better on the day anyway. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good segue from you, Juddy, to jump into our, our next segment, speaking mm. of Sydney. The Ruffies, mate, where we pick a Ruffie every week and we encourage mm-hmm. any type of gambling. Um, it should mate, be called could, the, winner, could, the winner's segment because well, that's all we seem to do. <laughs> it's been, been a bit like that. Um, mate, we, we, we'd encourage you throwing a couple of pickles on the window and betting on which one will get to the bottom first. I'd put money on that, yeah, 100%. Just quickly, we were talking about this just before. Uh, had a sneaky twenty dollars on uh, on the Hornet, Jeff Horn, <laughs> the fog, the fog horn, mate, um, at five bucks. And then controversy aside, toot toot. So yeah, pl- plenty more uh, betting, plenty more naughty money for me. Did um, you see Horn at the interviews after? Oh, his one of face, his, his face looked like a bashed in shit tin, didn't it? They're um, like, you know what'll make this interview look better? Get a puppy in here. And the yeah. people won't pick his face as much. <laughs> yeah. well, mate, Still he, should, he should have been wearing like one of those Phantom of the Opera masks, basically. 
<laughs> just down that one side. <laughs> um, so yeah, you got around Sydney this week at two dollars and five, and they had a good win. That was just good odds yep. pick, and old uh, old Dirt McGirt myself oh. got around at Brisbane at seven dollars. <laughs> Tipping yeah. that Essendon would be vulnerable and Brisbane would be up and about, and boy, weren't they up and about! I actually put money on that myself as well, and treated that was a myself. Great call. That was and one of the yeah. all-time lucky calls, wasn't it? I should let people know now that you're the kind of guy that you take the casino because no matter what happens, you won't have to pay for a taxi home because you'll be <laughs> up and about winning. And at the very least, you'd be like, "Yeah, we can we can still get home, home for free." <laughs> Yeah, you're just, you're just talking from memory, aren't you? <laughs> but no, that's rowdy. So that's our new record in the Ruffies Club. Seven bucks. Yeah, that's rough, hey. That's rough as. It's a good call. Um, all right, so this week um, I am going to be another loyal fan and get around the Dockers at 255 versus Roos. I reckon we can do yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's very reasonable. I'm getting around the Doggies on Friday night at $3.40. I yeah, think they can get up and do it against Adelaide, isn't it? In Adelaide, yeah, Adelaide, Adelaide. They'll have to be good. Adelaide. They'll have to be good. Um, but you'll have earned that money. Mm. All right, let's well, have a look at this game versus the Roos. Yeah, interesting. Jared Wade out. Yeah, and, and Jamie McMillan, who's a good running Jamie defender. McMillan. Mm. Um, we've got the early game on Sunday, so it'll be eleven a.m. Uh, yeah, get to wake up uh, to it. Yeah, pretty well. Depends how big a night you have. Um, <laughs> depends how big a marathon you run. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wouldn't have been finished by 11. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Sandy and McCarthy are out. Um, but we have Stephen Hill and Blakely who should come back in. I don't know who goes out for Hill, but Blakely will come in for one of them. And do we have to bring in tabs or something like that? Well, Kirsten kicked two goals on the weekend for Peel. Yeah. Um, it was pretty wet that. as well. Yeah, oh, I don't know. One sure. of the two. I suppose... It's a bit six of one, half does the other. Yeah, it depends how he would how he would respond to that, but he's out of form, so... So maybe Tabs... One week... Yeah, maybe, maybe Tabs under the roof, because it's definitely not going to be wet, unless they leave the roof open, which they have all weekend. Um, yeah. That's another thing. Did you see all those games where Eddie had roof was open? No. So they left the roof open and it was sun like it was a nice day, but it was sunny and dark, so it was terrible on TV. <laughs> so the like the camera would move from the sunny area to the dark area and it would take like a half a second to then readjust and then you'd be able to see what's going on again. Players are hiding in the shade and stuff like that. Them not closing that roof for every game is the most AFL thing. In AFL, like, I'm what, to why that. the roof could even open? <laughs> I've tried to explain <laughs> that to um, my brother's wife, who's American. Yeah, she's like, she's like, why does the roof open? Yeah, like, exactly. She's like, why would you want a stadium that opens and closes? Like, you build an enclosed stadium because open stadiums to 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 get rid of that problem, but you've just made both. Yeah, I, so don't, I don't understand. You know there's a rule like you can't close the roof. Like, they have to make the decision four hours out from the game um, because you, once people are in, you're not allowed to open or close the roof. So they can't change, like they can't close the roof at half time. I don't know why, what, what could possibly happen. Like the roof's closing. <laughs> um, Mate, I remember once I was playing um, junior footy 
and it takes like half an hour for the lights to warm up, mm. but it costs a lot of money to flick them on. Like it's so like when they flick them on, it costs a bit of money, like whatever. I don't know what the go was, but the guy was like, no, 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 it's all good. Like won't flick them on, save a bit of money. It's hell bright. So then like half an hour went or like, I don't know, half the game went. The umpire pitch was like, black. this is stupid. It's like pitch black. He's like, stop the game. And he's like, just turn the lights on, thinking it's like a bedroom switch. Yeah. And then he's like, everyone stop the game, just just go out, I'll get the lights turned on, and then they're like, It takes bro. ages, yeah. <laughs> so like, by the end of the game, it was really bright, but like, it was just like slowly increasing for like the rest of the game. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty, um, that's pretty classic country <laughs> footy right there, isn't it? That's, yeah, under 13s football. Yeah, you know, you have like one night game a year kind of oh like, yeah generally they do one the best is that guy thinking one. he's saving heaps of money for the club like what does he pay the power bill <laughs> what a night well, game man you got your little under 13s field which is only like one right. third of the size right. so right. Like, field. <laughs> but yeah hopefully they close the roof and hopefully tabs kicks back Oh, yeah. What, what, what are your predictions? I reckon I reckon we'll win because if we play the similar way, um, we'll be too good for the Roos. Um, it's interesting because that's four games, in a, four games in a row now that we've lost. So we're on a... They need to snap it, and they, I think they need to get reward for... The last two effort. weeks, particularly, yeah. Yeah, like the last two weeks. Sometimes, like... In some senses, the last two losses have almost been better than some of our wins, I think. Some of the footy that the younger people oh, have played. Oh, they're been against better teams. You know, against so, the North last time. We were very lucky to win that. Yeah. Mm. So I'd just like to see them get rewarded for, obviously, the effort they must be putting in off the track to improve and on. I'm also looking forward to, and I had it written down to go through at the start. I didn't get to it, but Ballas. He's been really good coming yeah, off a long, a long injury, like coming straight back and just looking... I think that's very impressive to me to have that much time off and come in and really just show, just get, he's just straight back and into it, like no time yeah. to warm up or anything. He's purely, um, you know, an intent player, isn't he? So he's a bit of a barometer still. He can still get up and about and cause some problems. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's still a spot for him, which is good. I think um, he'll earn a new one-year contract or something like that. So I think um, this one's critical. Um, this one's critical to win, like... The North, the Saint one, Saint Kilda one, I overall good performance. Disappointed with the loss, but I think the North one we have to like would really not want to lose this one. I'll be disappointed if we lose it. Yeah, same. Particularly, there. particularly if it's you know because we're turning it over again and those sort of things. Like, yeah, if North come out and play like they did against Adelaide that time and they're ten goals up at quarter time, it's a bit different. You know, that's yeah. really disappointing. That's our fault for effort, but. If it's a close game and we, we give it up again, then, you know, it's, it's a bit worrying. Yeah, we don't want to lose. We don't want to let teams beat us from from our poor play. I'd like to see us get on the front foot and really go out and win it. Yeah, I think so too. And actually get a lead and extend a lead rather than just yeah. getting nine points up and letting them get a crap goal. Let me have a quiet Sunday, a relaxing Sunday. Oh, mate, I told you, unless we're six goals up at three quarter time, there is no relaxing allowed. Um, so and it heads into yeah. the derby as well. Is it? I derby think so. Final? Yeah. Which a really disappointing thing is Josh Kennedy's healthy again. Mm. Which, here we go. But um, mm. maybe he'll uh, trip over and you know just do a minor setback, be able to play. But 
I don't want to see him out, but I don't want to see him play against us. <laughs> yeah. Want to see good players play, not against us. Exactly. Just have a week off. Um, all right. My prediction for this week is that Nat Fife will take a big hanger like he used to. Is he finding his spring? It'd be good to see him have a have a game to get that just to get the media off his back. Oh yeah, he's a he's one that's a bit weird, isn't it? It's just I just love love giving him a whack. Yeah. yeah. You know, when Rory, when Rory Sloan does it, it's because he got tagged too hard. But when Fife does it, it's because he's got to you know recover. He's never going to be the same. <laughs> I see exactly on the on the topic of tags. I saw a good. I think it was Greenfield Post or. Um, one of those ones on Facebook where they were saying that if it was Johannesson getting punched like it was Mills, everyone just would have said, oh, it's just something he's got to work through a bit better. You know, he's just a bit soft, can't handle the tag. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, well, should we leave our listeners with a little uh, scandalous story from the Purple Rain? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, it, it was it was pretty funny, so... Um, Ducky was obviously down in Gold Coast with me for the run. A bunch of us were doing it, staying in a hotel room, watching the Dockers game. Um, I was I was literally pulled to bed in front of the TV in the living room of our apartment. You know, so people were on the couch, and I'm lying on a little single mattress, uh, watching the Dockers game, half dead. Ducky had been drinking since about eleven or twelve, <laughs> um, so he'd lit himself up a bit. But um, we decide that after the Dockers game, we all want to go go out for dinner and, and then after dinner we were like oh there's a time zone here let's go check it out so we go into time zone we all sort of split up there's about six of us and I come back and find him and um, and he's like oh mate I think I'm going to kick you out for being uh, a bit too rowdy <laughs> so, so he'd been a little bit too loud and rowdy and uh, and the, the staff had said no nah, you got to get out so I think he's the first guy ever to get kicked out of time zone <laughs> congratulations ducky yeah, good man. He's a good man, that Dustin. Yeah. Oh, well, mate, next week might be a bit tough, so I'm going to be over in, in New Zealand brew having some fish and chops and watching Auckland, uh, watching, sorry, not Auckland, watching the Lions play the All Blacks. The All Blacks. Oh, very exciting. Um, on Saturday night. So Yeah, so the boys we might, Yeah, we might need to do this via text or something, or maybe we can have a quick phone call. We'll get we'll sort something out. We're not tech experts, but we certainly make it happen. Yeah, it might be bad quality again, like the early days, the dark days. Um, refreshing, refreshingly low quality. <laughs> yeah, not just I the like banter, not just the banter, but the actual sound. Yeah. Um, shout out to all the all. Oh yeah, so if we quickly, if anyone's in Melbourne and a Dockers fan, they should play. They should contact. Um, oh crap! I've forgotten it all now. Our mate. <laughs> no, well, it's a fantastic thing that they're they're setting up. It for is ex, very expats, cool. Expats, expats of WA Victoria, specifically people like Henry Robinson should get around this. You got a few names you want to name, but I yeah. think they should definitely get around it. I would. Seems like a great day out to get involved in a bit of footy, a bit of um, AFL Dockers Eagles. You wouldn't get that rivalry over there, so it's great to kick it up. Yeah, exactly. I, I'd actually. They're the sort of games that are really good fun to play in. Um, <clears throat> So you need to email. I'll get the email. This is good. Good planning by me. Um, messages post. Oh, his name was Bundy. <laughs> it was one of my favourite names, Bundy. 
We um, will post it with the podcast. Yeah, we'll, post yeah, we'll do something flyer. like that. Exactly. Get around it. Get around it and support it. If we, we were on the Dockers, there, just get I'd around don, the Dockers, man. I'd done, I'd done the lovely number 33 and run around with them. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I'd probably... Who would I go? I reckon there'll be about 100 people wearing number 29. <laughs> Maybe I'd get around... Maybe I'd put my hand in the top knot and play as Shero. <laughs> Going to have all Roger Hayden, Prince of, Prince of Pockets, maybe, number 13. Scotty Chisholm. Maybe the, the Catfish McCarthy. Yeah, Catfish start McCarthy. Slam, start slamming a few people into the turf. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, head slam. They're old Eagle supporters anyway. There's no brains to come out. Um, all right, mate. It's been a pleasure. As always. All right. See you later. All right. Thank you, everyone. See ya.